had the pleasure of speaking with uh, Michelangelo Fante, who's a IBJJF European champion. Really, really cool dude. Unbelievably nice guy. Uh, I just started out with BJJ just before the coronavirus pandemic came out. And it was, you know, it was really nice speaking to him because it was a learning experience. It's somebody that has been doing what I've been trying, what I've been wanting to do and I've got into now uh, for a long, long time. Gave me a few tips, really broke down how the sport works, how he approaches it and what his aspirations are for the future. He wants to be an MMA uh, professional and uh, cause waves in that. And I think he will, you know, he seems very switched on. At one point in the interview, you'll see him say, what? Pardon me. Uh, you'll see it. I didn't. <laughs> I made that sound like I actually done something. I just rubbed my nose. But anyway, um, he's the kind of guy you'll see letting the interview. He says that, you know, he's still working. He's in the gym. He's the last one in. I mean, first one in, last one out. And that with that kind of, kind of mentality, you can't lose. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy this interview. Really, really cool guy. If you don't follow him already, follow him. Uh, you know, some people you just meet and they're good people. So check this one out. Hope you enjoy it. And uh, I'll be back with more. I'm out. Peace. Someone that doesn't, it's a perfect martial arts to know. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, I would think for kids to get them started, the best thing is judo and maybe wrestling. Yeah. But for a grown man, it's, I mean, jiu-jitsu is perfect. You, you can apply it easily. Okay, you've got to get your opponent to the ground, but you learn that too, I mean. That's one thing that I was wondering as well. I've got a friend that teaches uh, wrestling and he does his, does British Jiu-Jitsu. And he said British Jiu-Jitsu, Brazilian, I keep saying British, I don't know why. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and wrestling, uh, they yeah. go well together. Because getting the guy to the ground and getting him in a position where you can really use your Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, uh, wrestling really comes into play. What do you think about that? Yeah, I've wrestled too. So um, my game is always from the top. Because in my weight class, you... Guys often, like, it's called a guard pull. They just sit on the ground and try to sweep you and attack you from the bottom. Okay. And, and I'm, like, the guy who takes guys down. And I think that's perfect because, especially in competition and jiu-jitsu and the lighter weight classes, you don't have guys who can wrestle really good or who can be a danger on the feet. So I think uh, wrestling is a very good base for that, too. So if you was if you were saying to someone you know who was just coming to Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, wrestling is a good addition to add to that as well. Oh, surely, yeah. But I would warn him because wrestling training is way harder than Jiu Jitsu. Really? Yeah, way harder. What In about my opinion? Hard? Like the first time I went into the wrestling room. It was, it was almost a shock because in jiu-jitsu, they kind of introduce you, you're the new guy and you get helped a lot. In wrestling, you get shown a technique and then they get you to wrestle as soon as possible. And like the guys are way stronger and they want to win. Oh, like, the ultimate goal is to win, but I, I guess that's how you learn it. And the nice thing about wrestling is after one year, you start seeing enormous success. Oh, it's, really? Yeah, it's way faster than in jiu-jitsu because the game is like, it's still huge. You can, you have a lot of options, but like the basics are way less than in jiu-jitsu. In jiu-jitsu, you have to learn all the positions and everything. Yeah. You don't have that so much in wrestling. Do you or think not that as many. if you're on the ground, 
because you were talking about you wanted to go to MMA. Uh, but I just yeah. want to, I was just wondering more about the groundwork and we'll get into, you know, stand, stand up a little bit later. But when you're on the ground, say if you're just on the ground already, which is, Brazilian jiu-jitsu is king, right? Once you're on the ground. Mm. Yeah. I mean, if so, you have a guy like, I heard so, Sambo is also very good. Like you see Khabib Nurmagomedov, he's the yeah. best example for that. He would smash you probably if you're on the ground. So, but it's the best thing to learn for the ground. The thing with British Brazilian jiu-jitsu, the thing with Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I don't know what it is, <laughs> but Brazilian <laughs> jiu-jitsu, um, the one thing that I noticed about it was um, just the patience. You have to be so patient. Yeah. You know, it is a, it's a, it's really a thinking man's game. It's a game. You're playing a mm. game, and uh, yeah. it's the guy that is able to make the best moves and kind of manipulate mm. somebody into positions they don't want to be in. Is that the kind? Of, is yeah. that how you see it as well? Yeah, yeah. You're always trying to be, like to achieve a certain position where you're good at, and where your opponent isn't good at. And it's always this game of who gets there and who doesn't and like what am I doing to get his reaction here and you're always trying to have your opponent to react to your moves. And yeah. that's like a tricky thing. It's like chess with the human body. Yeah. Oh, this is something I want to ask you. Uh, someone said to me, and I don't know if it was a compliment or not, but they said, you know, I'm quite slim, so I've got these wiry mm -hmm. arms. And they said that's a good attribute in jiu-jitsu because you can get through and uh, you can if you can get close them gaps. Do you understand what I'm saying? So if you can get through them small gaps and close them gaps, then that yeah. is an attribute. So what I want to ask you is, you know, in boxing, say, uh, you'll look at somebody mm -hmm. and they're soft to the gut or they've got big reach. In jiu-jitsu, is there anything you look at to say, yo, this guy's wiry, maybe I need, or he's got short legs, and if he's got me in a triangle, it's going to be difficult to close it in. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you think Oof. anything like that? Yeah, yeah, I understand. I understand. Oh, that's, a, that's a tough question because I personally, the worst thing that can happen is if you fight flexible opponents. Yeah. Like, that's the ultimate advantage in jiu-jitsu because you can always recover somehow, somehow a kind of a guard and that's, I had one opponent at the Europeans, and he was constantly spinning, and uh, he was super flexible. I couldn't pass his guard, and he ended up whipping my ass. And that was like, but I think from the physical, from the physique, it's like, I don't know, maybe like long arms or something like that are easier to catch in arm bars or something, but I really don't know. Yeah, yeah. Cause I think about that sometimes. I'm thinking, you know, when you're facing an opponent, do you look at him and you think, oh, he's got long arms, I've got to be careful of this? Or it's just, you know, you just find no, out not really. you're Yeah, not really, because, like, when I compete, I compete at this uh, IBJJF, that's how the organization is called, and you, most of the matches, you don't know your opponents. So you get okay. in, like, you, you step on the mat, and that's the first time you see your opponent. And then you don't have as much time to think, okay, what I'm going to do. You're just trying to bring your game to the mat and do what you're supposed to do. Wow. So, see, uh, does strength come into it with jiu-jitsu at any point? Because, so, when I, when I rolled, you know, like I said, I was with a 90-pound guy, but he was just, there was nothing I could do. I was in, the, you know, he just manipulated me. And I, he, I was, I'd done whatever he wanted me to do, and then I was in trouble, and it was over. Uh, 
does strength come into it at any point? You know, being a stronger, bigger guy, does that even does that make any difference in Brazilian jiu-jitsu? It makes a difference when you when you have a guy in the same weight class. And if you're both on the same level, you, you feel oh, it, yeah. of course. If you see yeah. every pro athlete in jiu-jitsu, they have to do strength and conditioning workouts to like uh, get some extra attributes to their game. But if I roll in the gym with someone who's like not the guy who wants to compete at higher levels, it doesn't mean nothing. So and I guess, I guess the, the main point is just the experience because you said you rolled with a slider guy and he probably knows like if a new guy tries to do a certain movement, he probably knows, okay, he's going to go to that position and can like um, tell your moves in advance, you know? Yeah. He, one That's... thing they've done is, I, he started, uh, I'm because I don't know the terms yet, but say I was on my knees and I was like this, he started mm -hmm. on top of me like this, and yeah. then he pushed me to his right side. So he was leaning on his right side. So I, when we started, I could only slight go to the right. Does that make sense? So yeah, he was yeah, kind yeah. of ready for that. Is that something that, is that, is that what you mean? Kind of yeah, getting yeah, somebody to exactly. Yeah, exactly. From that position, I, I drilled that with a, with a training partner of mine. And you can apply pressure. And now he thinks about you can do two, two movements. You either continue and roll to your right, or you're trying to posture up to not get rolled over. And then he yeah. can, like, that's my move. I pull you towards me. And then I still end up on top and on your side, you know. And I have that guard passed. Bridget. Uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is awesome, man. What got you yeah. into it? What got you started? Man, first of all, my, my dad was a Taekwondo black belt. And he said, it was like, I was 13, 14, something like that. And he wanted me to defend myself. So he brought me to Krav Maga, that's like self-defense. And um, there was this guy who was doing MMA or Jiu-Jitsu, one of those... Uh, one of those martial arts, and he said, yeah, come on, try, try around on the ground. See how you feel, and uh, man, I loved it instantly. It was like love on the first side, you know. It's addictive as well. It's like a, you start this game and you don't know any of the buttons, and you're trying to figure yeah. out you know, how to play this game. I can, it is so addictive, and it's, it, it's amazing. I love it. Uh, what was Krav Maga like? Yeah. What was Krav Maga well, like? What was that like? It's a, it's a lot of like, um, man, let's see. You have a lot of uh, techniques that are not too realistic, but you also have some good things like, uh, man, of course, if someone attacks you with a knife, you don't do much. Like, yeah, I would you run. run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can do as good as of an MMA fighter I want, but... <laughs> <laughs> no man, I'm out. <laughs> and, but you have kind of like uh, nice things that I also use in jiu-jitsu because, for example, if they grab your wrist, the same side, for example, I grab your uh, right, right wrist with my left hand, you can kind of go elbow to elbow. It's like if you have this side, I go like this and the grip, doesn't matter how strong you are, the grip just explodes. And you don't have nothing there. And these are like small movements that 
maybe I don't know if a man grabs a woman are like super effective like I don't want nothing to do with you you know and then you can push them away or get some space what do you think about them videos you know the online videos when they got this self-defense and it's just you know it's absolutely you know what do you think about them videos when you watch them you mean these videos where you just thinking when, what the when it's like you know, are you doing <laughs> Yeah, when they like tap the yeah. neck, you squeeze this part of your little finger and the guy will faint. What do you think about stuff like that when you see that? Man, I love to see that because it's hilarious, <laughs> but <laughs> it's too funny. <laughs> but I'm just thinking like the poor people who are seeing those videos, yeah. like you're believing that actually. Yeah. I don't know. It's like a... There's... What's the... Go on, sorry. There's, there's a video of... Uh, one of those grandmasters who fights a kickboxer and he then just gets head kicked and got knocked out. And that's like, when I see that, I say like, okay, that's the truth actually. Like, you're still believing that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, this is a good thing to ask you actually. I just made a video recently about self-defense videos and just say, you know, once you say you're in a rear naked choke, and they've got it secured in and they, you know, it's closed. There's no gaps, there's nothing. You cannot get out. You, there's nothing you can do, realistically. There's no button you could press on the elbow or whatever. No, man, no, forget that. Like, no. the only thing is maybe to create a bit of space, but if it's locked in, it's locked. It's what do you want to do? <laughs> so you, you do a little bit of Muay Thai as well, you said. Yeah, exactly, but just in training because I competed twice and I kind of got robbed in my opinion, but... So, in my opinion, if I want to go hard, I can do that in sparring. I don't have to do that in competition. I have some good guys at the gym, and I don't need that. So, oh, okay. So, you're, like I said, you want to get into MMA. You said you want to get into MMA. Yeah. So your strike-up, what's that? Your striking, is that is Muay Thai your go-to, or you just a bit of everything? Yeah, I have my, like, own Muay Thai style, let's say. I still do regular training, but I'm kind of more defensive. I... I don't have that huge amount of striking volume. I kind of see to counter out and not to get hit. Because in MMA, I tr I'm trying to adapt because you've got smaller gloves and one punch can be lethal. So we can um, adapt it. See, with MMA, the MMA gloves and the boxing gloves. I mean, you must use boxing gloves in the training. Yeah, yeah, sure. So... Um, the MMA gloves and the boxing gloves. I always say to people, you know, the MMA gloves. If I was, if I had to fight with, and I had to choose the gloves, I would choose MMA gloves, even though I'm not used to them, and it would probably be a little bit different for me. Just the boxing gloves are a lot more concussive. It's a horrible feeling after as well. Yeah. The headaches after that. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's true actually, because the gloves are way bigger, and I think it's a different kind of pain, like the boxing gloves. They hurt in the whole head. Yeah. The MMA glove is... The MMA glove... Let me check my phone real quick. The MMA glove, if it hits you on the chin, like it hurts here. It, it, it's not like uh, the pain in the whole head. So. Yeah. So what, what was Sorry. the adaption for you when you wore MMA gloves? What kind of thing did you kind of change? Because with uh, boxing gloves, you're loose. Your hands are loose. But with MMA gloves, yeah. I'm sure you have to kind of open up the hand. Is that, was that a few things you had to get used to? Yeah, actually, it's a weird thing because I just did MMA sparring once or twice in my life. And uh, when, I, when I spar with boxing gloves, I'm still like this. I have my hands up. 
and yeah, open, yeah. like not really yeah. closed like a fist. And so I use that also in MMA. But I guess in MMA you gotta watch out for your hands because you can break them very easily if you don't be oh. if you're not careful. Because you don't have all that protection in, in boxing you have like the you've wrapped your hands in a like very like pro boxers like have this huge yeah, thing around their hand and yeah and MMA is just like a tiny bit. Really? I never yeah. I never thought what's underneath the actual MMA glove. No and if you see the UFC they have um small wraps around their hands and uh, the glove is also taped like in boxing. See, but it's not are... it's not too big. It's not too big that wrap. The thing with MMA gloves is um, do you find the kind of the gaps a little bit easier? So yeah, when you got, sure, got surely this here, but when you've got MMA gloves you kind of gotta move around with it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in MMA like uh, the boxing defense that is like here it's not so effective because you always find holes. Like, if you're closing up in front, like, you don't see anything. And the, the hooks are coming. Yeah, yeah, if yeah, you're yeah. too wide open, a, a fast straight is coming to your face, you know? So, you always, like, the, read, uh, the distance between your opponent and yourself is completely different in MMA. Like, in the sparring I did, I always tried to be a bit more far away from my opponent because I don't know if it's a mental thing but in MMA sparring you don't hit as much in, as in boxing sparring or in Muay Thai sparring I don't know why maybe because one punch can knock you out doesn't matter in which weight class yeah. and yeah With, uh, when I think about Muay Thai the first thing I think about is the conditioning you know the first time I went to a Muay Thai yeah. club never forget um, I seen the the head the head coach. You know, he was someone was holding pads and he was kicking. Uh, I don't know if you could see, but the outside of the leg. And then uh, yeah. you hear him, you know, breathe, ooh, and he would he would kick in. Then he came up to me because I was doing it wrong, and he was showing me, and it was just a tap. But mm. the leg, his leg felt like a pole. You know, the conditioning of the body of a uh, Muay Thai fighter. Have you noticed that? Is that something that you kind of you notice a difference between somebody? that has, is conditioned for more time, somebody who isn't. Yeah, sure, because um, if someone hits me, like, I also had one coach who hit me with a leg kick, and I oh. felt really, I, I really felt his bone. Yeah. But usually we spar with, uh, with shin guards, so it's not too bad. But with shin guards, I have a friend of mine, he's a, he's a phenomenal K1 fighter, and he always hits me with those leg kicks and but it's not like it hurts but it's the volume you know if you get like 10 to 20 leg kicks around like you you feel that after the second or third round <laughs> the, the funny thing about uh you know what's interesting something you said earlier about you know you're more defensive and you you've done muay thai when i watch guys that mm -hmm. do muay thai I'm, maybe it's more of a k1 thing because i've got a friend that does k1 and he does not go back he his mentality is just forward and he told me you know, most K1 fighters, there's not much of, you know, with boxing, you can use the ring and there's these other avenues that you could use to get around that. Does that make sense? But uh, in K1 and Muay Thai, it seems like it's a more attacking and more entertaining style. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
So you saying that you kind of yeah. you're more defensive. Yeah. What do you mean yeah, by yeah, that? Yeah. And it's a bit surprising that you said that. Yeah, because you haven't. If you watch Muay Thai competitions, they're always standing in front of each other and yeah. they're just banging. Yeah. And I think in boxing and MMA, it's like way more strategic. I don't know if the fighters are smarter or uh, like it's not the same thing. They have a different mentality back there in Thailand. They just yeah. want to hit each other. While you have in uh, boxing, you have, um, you know it by yourself, it's very strategic. If you watch Canelo or Floyd Mayweather, perfect yeah. example, he just stays there and waits for the opponent to react and watches him like do the fight and mess it up by himself. Is, is there anything like that in jiu-jitsu? Say if you're rolling with a guy, you can, you're starting to realize that he wants to take your back or uh, he likes to be in the full guard or there's certain things that he likes to do. Is there a case of trying to get him for, for not being comfortable or trying to stop him from doing that? Does that make sense? Is there a strategic kind of point of view yeah. from that? Yeah, in jiu-jitsu, it's very difficult to have a certain strategy because my fights oh, like action, at Blue Belt and Adult, are they are... Uh, six minutes so it's a very short time to and me, you can't really you cannot you cannot really pace yourself you know you just have to get in and do your own thing of course if you recognize because six minutes can be damn long and trust me yeah. and if you're in there and you see okay this guy is just doing i don't know de la riva for your jiu-jitsu guys out there but then you're trying to avoid it and you say okay Let's not get in there and just try to go another way around. But yeah, you got to react quickly because the time, the time is so short. So, uh, somebody that I think about, you know, you planning on going into MMA. Somebody that I think about when I think of uh, jiu-jitsu, if you have a jiu-jitsu base and you, you, know, you do uh, Muay Thai, is someone like Tony Ferguson. Is that somebody you watch and you kind of pay attention to how he puts the two together? Yeah, I love Tony because um, he's a very entertaining guy, and he, oh, if, when he, when he fights, he does some crazy stuff. Like, I would never have the the courage to do su such things in a, not even in a sparring, you know. Yeah. And he just pulls him off in the UFC, and but yeah, he got amazing jujitsu. Like his level is on another level. Like, I think he's the only guy who can could beat Khabib on the ground. That's what I was going to say to you. Somebody that's really, you know, that understands what's going on on the ground. Um, watching them two, who do you think would have won that fight? If it, even if it did go to the ground. Would oh, you, man. Would I get to ask you that question a lot, but I don't know. I really don't know. If I would have to bet, I would probably say Khabib because... Yeah, I don't know, man. He's just a monster, you know. And But Tony, like, don't underestimate him because he can be dangerous from his back, too. But, of course, it's difficult to pull off triangles if you get punched in the face, you know. Yeah. The thing with Khabib, like I said, we've been just getting into groundwork, but with Khabib, he looks like when he's... One thing I learned is to be tight to your opponent. So, say if you're on the ground, stay as close as possible. Yeah, I noticed with Khabib, it's like he's stuck to you. Yeah, uh, if he gets a hold of you, he he won't let you yeah. go. He just like his goal, his primary goal, I guess, 
like from what I saw and how I studied his videos, it's like he wants to pin you on the ground. Yeah. That's his main goal because when he has you there, he's, I guess he's one of those guys because I often do jiu-jitsu with some wrestling guys, like German champion of, uh, of wrestling is a friend of mine and I roll with him. And he has absolutely no technique in jiu-jitsu, but he can make himself super heavy. And that's a thing that Khabib can do too. He can make you feel like 200 pounds, even though he's weighing in at 155, you know? Yeah. How do they do that? Do they just put dead weight on you? I don't know. They have a different type of pressure, I guess. They, because in wrestling, you use different strength in, in jiu-jitsu. Like in jiu-jitsu, everything, everything is more uh, like smooth. You have more flow in there. In wrestling, it's like, bam, bam, do two things. It's like a straight one-two that comes with power in boxing. That's how we would describe, describe wrestling. But um, with uh, his wrestling, is that, because I don't know, is that a super high level of wrestling that Khabib is at? Yeah, I would say yes, but... Um, I would still think that like the world-class wrestlers, like world championships, Olympic games, Maybe. they would still beat them up. Really? I think so, yeah. But Seems. we haven't seen that so far, so I, w- I don't want to talk trash to Khabib, but... Yeah, I know, but we both love Khabib. <laughs> and Tony Ferguson as well. You know, they're two of my mm. favorites too, so... One thing, when I was in the gym and you'd fight, say you spar with a guy that was a, a lot more experienced or at a higher level, the first thing you realise is the looseness and the fluidity. What's the first yeah. thing you notice with somebody that's, a, say, a top wrestler and the first time you gra- grapple at a high level with a high-level wrestler? What's the first thing you kind of notice in that moment? Um, so, first of all, how he moves. Like, you have these guys that are really athletic and can move like crazy. That's already like a sign that says to me, okay, I have to pay attention to this guy. This guy might be really good. And the second thing is like the first impact, the first where they grab your neck or where you have contact with them, you're starting to realize, okay, how is he uh, distributing his weight and how strong are his grips and all those tiny things, you know? And Based on like these uh, these things, your brain makes a makes a quick makes quick maths and tells you, okay, this guy's good or not. See, with uh, I'll go back to jiu-jitsu real quick, just because of what you said. With like uh, boxing, this is my belief: it's muscle memory. So it's, you know, catching and countering, it's them split yeah. seconds that make you better. It's just muscle memory. You're not really thinking about it. It's just a natural reaction from doing it over and over and again. Is that the same thing mm-hmm. with jiu-jitsu? Are you, the reaction time and the way you kind of, uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. Say someone's trying to, I don't know, take your neck and yeah. you grab the wrist or just them split seconds. Is that something you, you believe in as well? Yeah, I, I'm a guy who believes that because I also do a lot of drilling. Like yeah. do one technique, five minutes, boom, 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 the whole time. And that's how you like um, starting to understand every details and that's how you're starting to be better just because if I drill with good guys that also are there, like not who are like, okay, let's drill a bit, but who are thinking about the movement, you see, okay, what happens if I put more weight on my left leg than on my right leg? 
then you could do this. And what if you do this? And that's how you de develop different techniques from one position. And that's how you can expand, expand your game more. What's the best position to be in, in your opinion in, in jiu-jitsu? Oh, my absolute favorite is like from, from the back. If I, have your, if I have your back, that's perfect. It's funny because some guys like to be on their back, don't they? They like to be, uh, they like yeah. to be on their back. Yeah, there's a, a lot of guys, especially the light guys, they like to be on their back and work from bottom. Uh, yeah, I kind of hate when guys are, guys are just sitting down because yeah. <laughs> like I'm a wrestler and I say, man, keep standing. I want to take you down and I want to <laughs> earn those points. <laughs> Because I've seen it a few times in MMA. Guys will just drop to their back. They want, they're inviting you to come in. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a very effective way. Like, if you have good guys from their back, they can be dangerous. Like, yeah. they can do whatever you, they want with you. And they can, you have so many things you can do. Like, you're going to see later if you do uh, jiu-jitsu. You can wrap the gi around his leg and, like, trap him with the gi. Like, oh, you can yeah. fold his clothing in while he's in it. And that's one thing that's I know. Oh, sorry, yeah. sorry. That's the thing with that's Skype. That's what a lot of people... Oh, sorry, man. No, that's, that's right. It's just Skype. People are, yeah. That's what a lot of people are doing, too. And they can sweep you. They can hit you with submission from every angle from the bottom. But, yeah, I mean, I don't like the style personally. But, but, I mean, it's effective, so I can't complain about it. See, I went to one gym, they used gi, and another gym, they used, there was no gi. No gi mm -hmm. feels better on my body because it just feels more free. But the mm -hmm. gi, the amount, the, you know, when you pull over with the, uh, with the gi, there's loads of different techniques. Even taking you hold onto the, the, the wrists. Yeah. So, uh, what, did you do gi for a long time and did you move into no gi or have you always done both? Oh, I started like at this uh, Krav Maga um, gym. I started doing nogi, so I was uh, understanding the basics and everything. But then I went to my first jiu-jitsu gym, and I did a bit of gi there. And in my opinion, like I now, I prefer nogi to gi. But in my opinion, you have to be good in the gi to be able at, to be able to be good at nogi. Because the basics, the basics, like. I don't know, in Gi, you have, the game is way slower. You're not that fast, and you have to do the techniques correctly to, to like, achieve something. And no Gi, it's way more of a mess. Like, it's way more chaotic because you're moving faster and it's way more slippery. Especially after, like, two to three minutes, you're getting sweaty and you don't have that control over your opponent. See if I was, see if I done Gi my whole life. And then I went into the MMA and just like straight first fight. I never tried no gi. What would you, what do you, how do you think that would play out? It could be good. I mean, it depends how long you've done gi. Like if you've done it for 10 years, I don't think you would have a problem. But you still would have to adapt to no gi. Like you, you should put in some rounds in no gi and like focus it a little more just to get used to it, you know. But you prefer nogi. Yeah, because well, I'm a guy who likes who likes to out 
outfight the guys. Like I love when my opponent has no cardio anymore, and I can still push. Like that's yeah, my game. I'm trying to break you down. And is that something you do? Just say, stay. Just put your. You said it earlier about wrestling. They put your their weight on you. It's like playing the long game, trying to wear you down. Is that something you do as well? That's part of the game, really. Isn't yeah, it? I'm. I'm a guy who uh, moves really quick. So I'm not pu- putting a lot of pressure, but I'm trying to make you move a lot. Also in boxing or Muay Thai, I'm trying to get you to punch me so I can then maybe hit you with some hooks to the body and then drain your energy out. And then I can go in for the kill. One of the things I realized as well is doing the drills is, is, is awesome, but actually rolling and feeling it in real time. And one thing I did notice as well, it doesn't feel... There's like a fine line between rolling and just, you know, t- learning together and actually rolling with someone that's trying to tap you up. It's kind of the same thing. Like, say if you were sparring with somebody and you could have a light spar, is there, is there such thing as a light roll? You kind of just got to go with the flow, right? Or not? Yeah, I mean, it is. It is. Like, you, I had some opponents, uh, well, training partners that said, okay, there's this thing called flow roll where you just doing your movements nice and easy and uh but you always adapt to your opponent like if he's pushing a bit harder you come with him and that's like the scale that always uh goes higher and then if you don't like him you just go at 100 percent, and that's it (laughs) (laughs) i don't have that choice (laughs) my 100 percent is like zero percent to most people (laughs) (laughs) but what say because I, I go to Tenth Planet at the moment. Oh, okay, nice. There, and I was really enjoying it. But um, they do no gi there. They don't do use gi. Would you say yeah. to somebody just comes out, to, it's a good idea to start with gi? Or it doesn't really matter? Yeah, I don't know. I, I just started with gi, you know. I just got through yeah. in it. And But Tenth Planet, man, I love watching it. They have crazy techniques. Like Eddie Bravo, I love him too. The and, rubber guard is his thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't even know what that is yet. I just know the name. What is that? What is that? What is the rubber guard? What does that actually mean? It's a super weird guard. It's um, like when you're in close guard, when I have my legs wrapped around you. Yeah. And then you kind of um, pull one leg over your neck so that you can't really posture oh. up. Yeah. Behind the it's neck. It's kind of weird. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that really effective? I don't know. I've never learned that. And um, have you been in it before or no? I'm thinking about one guy because he he always does crazy stuff on on me on the training. But it could be, but I don't remember it. I've actually tried it once just to see how it feels. To stretch a bit, you know, and, uh, but yeah, I, I wouldn't know how to attack from there. Like, you can do almost platas a lot from there, but uh, I'm not a normal plata fan. I don't know what that is, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> it's a submission where uh, your arm kind of goes this way. Yeah. And it bends like this, so it oh, pops your shoulder out. That sounds very nice. <laughs> yeah, it does. Do, do you get a lot of injuries? Like um, my shoulders, my shoulders have gone from boxing. I boxed quite uh, for quite a long time when I was young. And my my yeah. right handed 
it swells up a lot. I get inflammation in my right hand. But uh, is there any, because the knees are supposed to kind of act up when you yeah. do jiu-jitsu and your back, is that something that you've kind of noticed as well that I, happens to people? I had the knees. I had the knees once. That knees they, and they, yeah, and they really hurt. But then I, I went on vacation like for two weeks. I came back, nothing. Like it was perfect again. And then I was thinking, okay, yeah, let's start with uh, some knee pads to like prevent this injury again. Oh, okay. And then I trained with these knee pads and I love it. And I sometimes also train without them just to get used to it. And I didn't have any problems since that moment. And the back is like, the back is something you have to care about. Like do some yoga or stretch it or do like, like these, um, how are they called? Uh, physiotherapy physiotherapy yeah. exercises for your back just to get it strong you know that's what I'm doing lately a lot just to prevent it when I, um... the injuries uh, the injuries I got were like fingers a lot and yeah. toes that's it toes yeah would your toes just hurt or would they kind of what would happen to your toes I, I broke two toes and, yeah, ah. and um, honestly, I don't remember how. I remember <laughs> it, it was a, it was a new guy, and my toe, like if this was my toe, it was looking like this. Yeah, man. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, I texted my coach like, uh, "Can I come with my wrestling shoes?" And he was like, "Yeah, sure, okay." The next day, I was on the mat again with a broken toe. <laughs> Ah, did that not hurt when you was rolling? Oh, it did, but it was yeah. okay. Yeah, <laughs> I would never do that. Yeah. <laughs> that must <have> <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy, but that's that's where you see how much I love it, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, the, that's what it's my life. You know? have to do that stuff as well, especially if you're planning on going to MMA. You've got like I remember one time I sparred, and um, then the same day I was driving home. And my eyes went blurry. I don't know if this has ever happened to you. So your eyes go kind of blurry and you get these mm. insane headaches where you kind of you can't look at lights, noise, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And um, I remember the next day I was supposed to go back. I didn't go. I went the mm. day after. But when I went back and I told them, they were like, that's what champions do. Champions come back, you know, yeah. them days and they wake up and they still, you know, feel a bit messed up. They just come in. And um, mm. but like you said, you know, broken toe, no broken toe. If you're in that kind of yeah, game, let's and go. you've got to push through. Like a lot of guys fight with broken hands, you know, dislocate, all sorts of stuff. Being injured is quite mm. normal now in combat sports, isn't it? When you're competing, nine times out of ten, there's something. There's something. Even if your hamstrings, yeah. something. That's also what I'm always hoping for. Like the last week before competition, I'm just praying not to get injured, you know? Yeah, I <laughs> know. Um, imagine. That, that actually happened before the Europeans. I, I know I had a huge bruise on my toe again. It was like completely blue. And I was like, no, it was like three, three days because before the flight. I was like, no, hell no. Because it was the most important competition of my life yeah. for that moment, you know. And, Did you yeah. sleep the night before? No, because the bed was horrible in that hotel. Shout out to them in Rome. <laughs> <laughs> so 
But yeah, I felt I felt I felt uh, okay from the energy and everything. Yeah. Do you get like a you kind of get focused? Because with me, like anything, you get nervous about it. You know, something like that. It's important. You've been training a long time. You get nervous. So when you get when you start going, do you just go into like tunnel? No, I think um, wrestling helped me a lot because we have this season from September to December and you have to compete every weekend. So every weekend you have two fights. That's heavy. And that's that made me deal with the adrenaline and everything. And um, yeah, that actually helped me a lot. So now I'm way calmer. But I'm a guy who like, I have to get beat up at the beginning. I don't mean. know why I can't start fast, and uh, but if I get that beating, I can come back. You feel and like you start find your rhythm? Do you reckon it just takes you a little bit longer to find the rhythm? I don't just... know if it's the rhythm because, like the last um, the last competition was the Munich Open, and I got my first fight. I was in my tunnel with head uh, with. Uh, headphones and uh, listen to my music then I went in I got tapped after one minute but we were a few guys in the weight class so I had the second chance and I fought against the other guy then I won that match and then in the finale I came up came up again against the guy who tapped me at the beginning and then I tapped him in one minute oh I see so I don't know it's like it's like in the my gym. body that it's like if you go to the gym and you go for a run before you do everything else. You feel like this, like you're Superman. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what you feel like? Like you go in there, you get maybe doing something just before you go out. Would that help? Say if you've done, you rolled a little bit before you went out. And then probably, out. yeah. Probably. But you'd have to do it really slow pace. You don't want to wear yourself out, I guess. It's a tricky one. Yeah, I don't know. It could be because, yeah, I feel like invincible when I. When I'm like in my tunnel, but then I come on the mat and I start like, okay, it's not going out like I wanted to. Yeah. But yeah, maybe like in wrestling, we we always used to go at a hundred percent before the fight. Mm -hmm. At a hundred percent, we just for two minutes just to get your lungs uh, warmed up. And that's probably helping because in wrestling, I don't have that problem. I don't know for what reason, but yeah. Do you know, have you had the, the new jiu-jitsu thing that they're doing? It's like a tournament, but you can use palm strikes. Have you heard of that? Oh, yeah, that, com that combat jiu-jitsu, right? Yeah, have you it's heard of like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, it's, it's a nice thing for MMA because um, I do that with a friend of mine in, uh, at the gym, and he's... We are we always seeing like okay if I'm in this position and he starts to punch, man, I'm done, I gotta get out of there. And if you yeah, don't yeah. have those those strikes, you you say, Okay, let's lay down here, he just he just has three points, you don't feel in danger. Yeah. But if you have add up these slaps, it's way more dangerous. Like, like a, you gotta watch out. I remember when I was in, I think it's side controls, like he was lying across like yeah. that. And I remember yeah. he was like resting his uh, elbow on my chest or my face. And I remember thinking if he could hit me, he could just drop those in. Even like a, 
when they had my back and he was on my back and I was on my knees. And I remember mm -hmm. just saying, you know, because I just keeping my chin down. That was the only thing that was saving me. I didn't know what else to do. Yeah. And uh, I remember thinking, if he was hitting me, I, that's it. So You're it's done, a yeah. difference, isn't it? Like being yeah. able to, getting hit is a big difference. Do you reckon a that's lot of people... Also, sorry, go ahead, sorry. That's, that's also the point that I said before um, with the guard pulling where they just sit in front of you. If I transfer that to MMA, you won't do many things like getting in the face, like you know it from boxing. It's hard, it's not cool. And you'll have a hard time to do your things when you get hit in the face. Yeah, it's a whole different, it's a whole different mm. game. That's why um, yeah. there was a guy in the UFC, it's probably no point me bringing it up because I can't remember his name, but he was purely jiu-jitsu and uh, you could tell there was a, he had to progress in getting used to getting hit because it's a whole different game now. There's certain positions you can't use anymore. Yeah. That, is there, what position have you noticed that you can't use? Say if it was a purely jiu-jitsu, no contact or no strikes to when you can strike, what positions do you like? No, I'm not using that position anymore. Generally, everything from the bottom. Really? <laughs> or, uh, yeah, like being on the bottom for me is like not a nightmare because I can go out and I can also finish you from the bottom. But yeah. um, I just don't like it. I feel more comfortable on top. But uh, there's this position, for example, deep half guard, it's called, where I have one leg of you in half guard and I have the other leg stacked up over my shoulder. And so okay. I have this arm that is carrying the leg and I just have this arm to defend. And that's like where you have, if you add a punch is there, you're done. <laughs> I think I've seen that one before, you know. Mm -hmm. I think I've seen that. But was that a shock when you kind of when you was in certain positions and you was able to get hit in the positions? Well, no, you have to like you have to try them. I mean, there's yeah. uh, Damien Maya in the UFC. There's uh, Damien Maya. I think that's who I was talking about. He's a, a top level jiu-jitsu. Yeah, probably. He's like he was, he was world champion. Yeah. He was a world champion and he also pulls off things like X-Guard, for example. You also have one leg here and you can get hit easily. But he still manages to do that in MMA at such a high level. That's like, wow. I, I need to check him out. I don't think that's what I was talking about. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> but, but it was, I enjoyed yeah. this so much. I hope we can do this again, you know. Hopefully this ain't the last time. Yeah, surely. Anytime, man. If you want, hit me up. We'll do it again. Uh, thank you, man. I appreciate your time. Take care. Enjoy thank you. Right, bye -bye. Thank you.